Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to another awesome episode of Geek Vibes Live Interview. For today's episode, I'm your host, Tia Faby, and I'm going to be having a really, really awesome guest on today. His name is Nathan Mitchell. Now, if you don't know him, first of all, you should, but he is the man behind the mask of Black Noir from Amazon Prime's The Boys, which if you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Geek Vibes Nation, anywhere, I just love the boys um probably to me one of the best uh tv shows out there certainly one of the best superhero tv shows out there absolutely adore it and so pumped that we're getting a second season which they are actually currently filming right now so cool and if you know anything about Black Noir, if you've watched the show, and I guess I should say, obviously, once I get Nathan Mitchell on, it's going to be spoilers, but he doesn't really talk. When I say that, he doesn't talk at all. And his scenes aren't, like, there's not that many scenes of him, but he is an utter fan favorite, mine included. I mean, throughout the eight episodes that we got, I found myself just wanting more of his scenes, loving just kind of the situational humor that they included whenever Black Noir was on screen. And then obviously that really kick-ass fight between Black Noir and the female, which was really cool. And I wish that we had gotten a little bit of a longer fight scene there, but I have a feeling that, well, first of all, the boys knew that they were going to get renewed. That was announced before the first season even hit Amazon Prime. And I think that they probably knew that we're going to hold off on this. We're going to tell um, all the other stories that we need to tell, and we're going to save some awesome things for season two, obviously, because the boys is... um, based on a comic book series and there are a lot of stories that they can tell and we obviously saw at the end of the boys that they are taking a little bit of creative liberties and again not to kind of I guess spoil too much but the the way that they ended it never happened in the comic book so we're obviously going to see a different storyline that maybe some comic book readers are not used to but to me that's utterly amazing i'm super pumped for everything that season two has to dish out and i almost feel like we have nathan on the line nathan are you there yes i am Okay, perfect. I didn't want to keep talking because then I heard, like, a little bit of a sound. And I'm like, I think he called in. <laughs> mhm. Yep, yep, I'm here. Awesome. So, Nathan, my name is Tia. Welcome to uh, Geek Vibes Live. And, again, just thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to speak with me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. I first want to say congratulations on an epic first season and a second season renewal thank you thank you 
you have to tell me, I mean, how has the feedback been since the first season hit Amazon Prime only a few weeks ago? You know, it's been crazy because I had a feeling, you know, about how it would turn out, you know, just based on based on the scripts, based on the production, based on the, um, you know, everybody at, at Amazon and Sony and Eric's whole team and then the cast. Like, you just saw all the right ingredients there. And it's always a matter of how it comes together, but I just I had a good feeling about it. And when I first saw the show, like, it all came together better than I could have imagined, you know? And so everybody's reaction to it, I expected there to be a great reaction, but it it's, you know, um, it's gone past my expectations. You know, it's it's yeah. been amazing. And it's the biggest part of it was Comic-Con, you know, just going and meeting the fans and seeing the fans and seeing them go crazy for it. And that really hit us and affected us. And then just getting the reviews online and seeing the ratings of it. And I'd never imagined, like, you know, I didn't think about what rating the show would get on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes. But then when you see, you know, it's, it's obviously varied a little bit. But when you see that, like, a 91 or 94 audience rating and, like, an 81, 82, 84 Rotten Tomato rating, like, around nine points on IMDb out of ten, like, that stuff, you don't really – expect that you know it's, that's amazing too and it, it's just been really great feedback that just encourages us to to bring even more in season two yeah and even from the tra- i mean the trailers were so good it obviously roped me in and within the first few minutes of the series i was like this is going to be utterly fantastic i'm pretty obsessed with it i think i watched it a few times did a bunch of reviews because i'm like i can't stop talking about this show <laughs> It's it's crazy, right? Because it gives you everything you want. And especially especially now, like I ran into Joe Russo at Comic Con and I went up to him and I said I said, Thank you you know, because what they've done what Marvel's done over the last ten years as legitimized superheroes in such an established mainstream way that they're they're so cool and unquestionably cool. And we can easily see a way in which superheroes if they existed, would, you know, be funded by the biggest corporations in the world and would be the equivalent of our biggest celebrities. And so it makes this world we can create real, and that gives us so much space to play and have fun. And I think what this show does great is it asks questions that haven't been asked on this level yet, you know. And I think that's something audiences have really been wanting, you know, a more subversive take on superheroes, yeah, I mean, it's certainly, when you have all these Marvel movies out, DC, you certainly don't almost expect this kind of turn that happens in the boys, where essentially the superheroes, and excuse my French, are assholes a lot of the time. Um, yeah. And that that's certainly unique. It is really unique. And, you know, I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a superhero fan, too. You know, I love, I've loved DC and Marvel since I was a kid. And... One thing I always wanted was, like, to get a a different perspective. And and I think one thing about superheroes that makes them so special is we we invest our imagination and our belief into them so heavily that in a situation where you do that, you can take a deeper look at your humanity through stories, 
right? And you can ask deeper, more complex questions. And we really haven't, you know, always gotten that in the mainstream, um, you know, stories of superheroes. I think the closest we might have come in DC's case is the Injustice series. And we see what happens when Superman loses, you know, Lois Lane and everything he loves and he just goes crazy. I thought that was a really interesting take, you know, on Superman's uh, psychology and his potential, right? But other than that, we we don't really typically get those stories. And so what I think is, you know, the real power of The Boys is that it tells this story about superheroes, but it does it with such heart and humanity that it gets us to take a, a different look at ourselves through these stories. And, yeah, and, I think that's just really special. And one of the thing aspects about The Boys that stood out to me was kind of its commentary on, um, I, I guess I would say, common tropes that we see in other superhero movies and shows, like A-Train, mm-hmm. who is the fastest man alive but runs through someone and you don't think that maybe the Flash or Quicksilver could do that or Homelander saying that he can't lift the plane because there's nothing to step off of but we see Superman plenty of times lifting a plane and you go huh those are good points right here yeah and I think we never think about them because we're never presented with any other option in that reality and because right, and it, none of yeah because like none of us are superheroes we can't we can't speak from experience we don't really know we we're not we don't have the ins and outs of the physics right so we're like oh yeah i guess if flash is running super fast everything becomes slow so it's super easy for him to just dodge everything and it makes sense and superman you know the probably conceivable ways where you could just push up i, I don't know but at the same time there are real world factors that like that we don't take into account in, in some of these stories like what if Superman was sloppy and he just like lasered lasered the part of the plane that made it, you know, you know, malfunction? And and then what if, you know, the Flash lost control at certain times? I, one thing that sticks out to me about about A Train is his goggles, right? And mm-hmm. like you don't, you, I know when I, the first time I saw it, I was like, wait, that makes sense because if he's running, like he's gonna like they're gonna be like bugs and birds and stuff that like splat against him. You know, and you don't want that in your eyes. And there's just just the, like, simple logic of that is, I think it's what's really refreshing about the show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they just, the attention to detail is so fantastic with these characters and really them just being, like, commentaries on other characters that we've seen. And so, you know, you have Homelander who, you know, has his certain issues, the Deep who has his certain issues, but one of the things, and first of all, like Black Noir, and I've talked about this with several people, it's so funny, and I feel the same way, that Black Noir doesn't necessarily have maybe a lot of scenes, and he doesn't speak, but he's such a fan favorite, and, you know, every time he's on screen, the, like, situational humor almost is fantastic. Like, to me, one of, and it's so small, but I love the scene where, Homelander is kind of ripping everyone else a new one, but then points to Black Noir and goes, nope, but you, you're doing an amazing job. And (laughs) was that kind of thought about beforehand? Like, okay, we're going to show how all the other 
superheroes are abusing their power, but Black Noir is just going to be there and essentially just be winning at this game. You know, it kind of it kind of happened organically in a way. I think one of the most you know apparent things about Black Noir is he's in this super badass, super intimidating suit, right? And when I auditioned, it was an A train audition and a deep audition, or uh, scenes scenes from from those characters. And I knew those characters were cast. I didn't know who it was. But um, for me, those scenes were funny. And they had a comedic element to them. And so I kind of I imagined who I thought A-Train would be. I imagined who I thought The Deep would be. And I tried to pay homage to the scene, but also create this kind of like third character that could exist alongside them in harmony and in contrast. And... I just, I brought a humor to it. I brought body language to it. And then when we got to, you know, got to filming and I saw, you know, the scenes for Black Noir, I was like, well, hey, like there was comedy in my audition. So that's what I'm going to bring to this character, you know? And I think the the biggest thing, uh, I, I was looking at it as kind of a mosaic, you know, within the seven, I'm like, okay, we got Homelander. He's this way. We got Maeve. She's this way. We got Starlight. She's this way. Deep translucent, um, an A-train. And it's like, where, where, is, where does Black Noir fit? What, what energy can come from me to, to serve this story? And what feels right and what feels natural? You know, because I've loved superheroes since I was a kid. And when I'm in that suit, I feel, I feel super happy and, and super just, just fun. You know, it's like you look scary on the outside, but you're, you're having a ball on the inside. And so I tried to bring a little bit of that, that fun as well, and that that there's a randomness to Black Noir, it seems like. And initially, you know, some of the thoughts were towards more of like a more menacing, intimidating, creepy vibe coming from Black Noir. But I just just felt it out, and I was like, you know, like, that doesn't feel supernatural to me. And in this context um, with these characters, it doesn't feel like what wants to come out. You know, and Eric and the team, they're so good at, at, at creating and then blending with what they see occurring naturally you know so the more discussion we had the more it was like oh no this 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 works you know i remember like the first time one of the first conversations i had with eric in person we were at uh, a big dinner and when i pitched him this idea of of black noir um fighting somebody right and at the end of the fight you kind of get to, you know in mortal Kombat where you get to this place where you're like he's almost dead and, or she's almost dead and you're just like, finish him, you know, that, that line. Yeah. And maybe Black Noir does like this little like dance and it's like smacks someone in the face and like that's the finishing move. And just just the, the humor and the comedy of that. And he's like, oh, I'll think of that. I'll think about that. I'll think about that. And, and then when we got to the first script, I saw there was this little scene where Black Noir is dancing in the background of the club, you know, and that wasn't, that wasn't there in, in one of the earlier drafts. And so he, uh, he incorporated that and we kind of just, the more it worked, the more we kind of went with it. And I think, you know, that it just, it works for the character. Yeah. And like a few, 
like two scenes that you know you a see uh, Black Noir trying to get an order from a passing tray, and no one wants to stop for him because he's wearing a mask and can't, I guess, essentially eat in that moment. Um, or when he kind of shoes away that one guy to play the piano, which was like so interesting. Like, okay, so Black Noir apparently can play the piano beautifully. Now, can you was that you playing the piano? We actually, I I played the piano growing up, and it's been a while since. So I actually took lessons to prep for that, and I, I was prepping for for a good little while, like with the gloves. You know, I think I think we might have some behind the scenes footage of that coming out sometime soon down the road. Um, but yeah, those scenes are, are really interesting to me as well because the way I approach the the uh, you know the scene with the hors d'oeuvres is that like okay so you're this big badass dude and you can kill people you know in the blink of an eye but like what happens when you're in a social setting and nobody wants to talk to you how do you feel right and and i think that was a really interesting kind of place to come from because no matter who you are you still want human connection you still want to talk to people and like it's in like one arena and like when he's with the seven and, and you know, when he's fighting, it's like he dominates. But then when he's in this group of people who are like, you know, senators and, and you know, this this certain demographic, it's like, oh, um, okay, so nobody's out and nobody's talking to me. I guess I'll grab some, oh, no, no, I'm not going to grab the food, you know? And just, just that humanity, that thing that, you know, we all feel awkward sometimes. We all feel vulnerable sometimes. And so does Black Noir. You yeah, know? And that's and, just and like... I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that's no, the most amazing thing about this uh, show is that it brings the humanity out. Mm-hmm. And Eric is so good at that. You know, the writing team is so good. And I, he actually, I think he posted an article today. He was he was saying something like um, one thing he learned when he in his early days, I think um, either somebody who was talking to the creator of The Simpsons, the creator of The Simpsons, something around The Simpsons, but the guy said you could do whatever you want, as long as you do it with heart. And I think that's the core of the show. There's so much heart with all of these characters. You know, you feel them. And I got to say, I just finished reading another episode of season two, and and the heart meter is off the chain. Like, there's some stuff that we we get into that we haven't gotten into in the first season, and you you just understand where the characters are coming from on a much deeper level and it makes you empathize and relate with them so much more, you know? And, uh, I'm, I'm so excited. I feel like I, I just read the episode. I'm just like, wow. You know, so it, it is all, it's about heart at its core. And I think what's special about the show is it's a superhero show, but it's a show about people, like real people, with real issues that, that we all have. Yeah. And to me, I just, can't wait to explore that further because every character has a different layer to them. Like, as we were talking about, you know, Black Noir has all these great little quirky scenes, but then we get to see him in action at some point against the female, and mm-hmm. he's kicking ass. Now, was that you in that suit? Were you doing the stunts? And how was that, that scene? So that scene, it was fun to shoot. There was there was a stunt double there as well. So it was me and the stunt double. And so I did some stuff. The stunt double did some stuff. There was, um, there's certain parts of that scene 
like when you get up on like when you see Black Noir on the roof, like sometimes there's there's only so much they'll let you do, you know, in all cases. And there are just certain moments with um say like the cars, like we only had so many chances to jump down from the car and I hadn't gotten a chance to, to rehearse on the car yet. So like mm-hmm. in that moment, I was like, all right, you jump down from the car because we only have like three times until this dent is, is permanent and we can't make it look like a first time dent, you know? So different things he stepped in for and he did, and he did an amazing job, you know, and, and we worked together to make that scene, uh, to make it pop. Yeah. And that was, it was a great scene to see like, okay, now black noir is in action here and so should we mm-hmm. expect in season two more action scenes from your character i think i think we can expect some more action scenes i think i think yeah so without, without <laughs> alluding to anything i think i think uh there'll be some good stuff and i know that you guys are in the middle of filming um which is so cool i mean i was following on instagram i was like yes cool awesome um but, and so I know that you probably can't say a whole lot, but you mentioned uh, earlier that you're a big, you know, superhero fan and everything. So, um, and again, for, I guess, a listener spoiler alert, um, but if you've read the boys' comics, Black Noir mm. has a kind of secret that he's holding um, that gets revealed mm. and it's quite shocking. Do you think mm-hmm. that, the show is going to go in that direction or kind of go in a different direction because it already did with that ending with, you know, Homelander finding out that he has a son. That wasn't in the comics. So is Black Noir's real identity going to be in the show? So I have I have many thoughts about that. Um, whether I can say them or not is another thing. I don't know if we get into spoilers in, in that in that territory. Um you know, Eric and I have talked. He has a plan for Black Noir, so it's a great plan. Um, but uh, I don't think anything. I don't think we can we can really discuss or allude to anything as of yet. You know, I. But what I can say is the road that this this the show and the story will go down will go down with Black Noir is is going to be really um, really interesting and compelling. You know, and I think, I think people will be very satisfied with it. You know, um, yeah, I think, I I think, you know, when you, when you look at, um, when you look at the season finale, you know, it, you know, it is clear that the, the show has its own, has its own arc and its own trajectory that isn't completely in line with the comics. Right. And we also, you know, we also take stuff from the comics continuously and we, and we blend them and make, we make something new out of it. And so I really, you know, I, that, that was a long winded way of saying, I can't, I don't think I can really talk about that without potentially getting into spoilers and we want to keep everything fresh and new and exciting for you guys. So what I will say is that like, there's there's some good stuff coming with Black Noir, you know, and the and the further we get with the show, the more you're going to see, and I think people are going to love it. Absolutely, and I don't want you to get in trouble at all for saying spoilers. It's better that we see it with fresh eyes, um, and yes. obviously, as you said, uh, the show goes in a different direction. Like, one thing is that, obviously, in the show, 
starlight is um, put in a very uncomfortable situation with the deep, but in the comics, it's originally, I believe if I read correct, it's uh, Black Noir, Homelander, and I believe A-Train as well. So were you... Were you happy to know that your character was not the one that was going to be, you know, kind of put on that sort of uh, level as it was in the comics? You know, um, I was happy, but I actually, I actually knew, like, before I was even on the show, you know, because I had, I had actually done a, a deep audition, uh, like, a month before. And it actually, I don't, I don't even think... Uh, they they actually saw that one uh, the first time around, but um, from the deep audition you knew what was going down, right? And so it was always the deep and starlight. And so even before, you know, even when I went back and I did the second the the, the deep scene in my second audition, which was which was for Black Noir. Um, it was the second scene of the two. The first was the scene, you know, with Starlight and Deep, and the second was them at the docks kind of talking about it. And so I'd already, I knew from the get-go that it was really just Deep and, and, and Starlight. And uh, likewise with, likewise with uh, the, you know, the episode with the airplane, uh, the focus on being on Maeve and Homelander in the, in the comics, it's all of us. And I think the intention mm-hmm. was really just to simplify it and, you know, to focus on, you know, you know, the dynamics and the conflict between two people, you know, because you can still do it with, with more than one, but it, it, you really can maybe dig into more than nuances in those situations where it's one-on-one and you get to, you know, explore, explore, you know, the ramifications of those actions in a deeper, more poignant way. Right. And, and that's super interesting that, um, you say that you, when you auditioned for the Deeps role, that you knew about that because I believe there was um, a quote from uh, Chase Crawford where he had said that he originally didn't know that that was going to happen until afterwards, like it wasn't in his audition script. So definitely interesting that you had kind of gotten one where you knew right away what was going on with the Deep. You know what? I'm gonna have to. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe there's some like some muddy memory going on there, but I'm pretty sure either I'm pretty sure it was in the, maybe he we might have gotten different auditions, but I'm pretty sure it was in there, or maybe I I had read the comic, you know, and I like to do some background research and I saw it, but I think you know I I think I think you know maybe it was a combination, maybe it was like the scene alluded to it without saying it, and then I did research in the comic and I put kind of two and two together, you know, maybe I think, I think it was, there's, there's, it was alluding to something. It might not have said what it was, but it was alluded to alluding to some inappropriate action and I might've put it together or I just kind of, but I always knew that that dynamic was just between those two. Right. And yeah, I mean, you never know, um, it, news sites sometimes kind of jumble up quotes and everything. I don't want you to go back to Chase and say, hey, you said this, but X, Y, and Z. <laughs> no, no, it's all, it's all good. I, I, just, I, was just, I just saw him uh, about like an hour ago. Um, but no, it's, it's um, yeah, no, we, like it, it, it's, been, it's been over a year and a half. So like the memory on, on the initial 
you know, audition phase and everything, it, it kind of gets a little, you know, a little muddy after a while and a little hazy. But we're, we're both we're both right in our own way, you know. <laughs> and so in season two, um, is there any character that you didn't get a chance in season one to interact with, and who would you like to have a scene with? Okay, so this this that's better. I I can say who I would like to have a scene with. <laughs> All right, let me let me let me take it let me take a second and think about it here. Um, you know what? I I would let's see. I'd like to interact with Homelander more. You know, yeah, I think, I I think, think that would be really, interesting. I think there's a really uh, cool dynamic with 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 Homelander and, and uh, Noir. And when you get into what they really want at the end of the day and how that plays into everything, I think, you know, I hope we get more of that as we go down the road. But, yeah, I think I kind of I kind of like that, that, you know, when you see home, like you see Homelander with everybody, you know, you see him with Maeve and with Starlight and with Deep and with A-Train, you, and, you know, and, and, um, yeah, I think it, how everybody's just like absolutely scared of him, and then like for some reason like Black Noir hasn't hasn't gotten in the path of his rage yet. Um, but yeah, just 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 playing off that, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I'm just I'm just thinking of a line that I read, you know, in the last script, and it, I, I was reading it yesterday at a restaurant. I was reading, it, I just burst out laughing, and. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just excited. I'm excited for this season coming up, and and I would in this season I would like to, uh, or going forward I would like to um, have more scenes with Homelander. Yeah, I think that we all agree that that would be amazing. I know that um, even even though it hasn't been confirmed that there's a third season, I know from you know online that Eric had said that he'd like to obviously do a third season there's ideas for a third season so hopefully that happens which i mean i know that season two is just going to be as good if not better than season one so i have no doubts that season three is going to come as well yeah um, you know i think we that's that's what we all obviously want and you know i like to just like count my chickens once they hatch you know, so until there's a season three, you know, I will be hoping for a season three. But I think that, you know, my first thoughts when we were watching season one, you know, Eric got us got us all together and we watched, uh, you know, a few episodes um, back in the early spring. And in after, like, it might have been two, it might have been ten, somewhere in there, I was watching, I'm like, listen, if you guys don't give me a second season, I'm going to be mad. You know, like just watching it, like I was so into it. I was so involved. I knew everything that was going to happen, but I was still on the edge of my seat. It was that good. And I think, you know, I think obviously you want to listen to the fans, right? And and everybody's going to give their reaction through through tuning in, through watching it, through streaming it, through their reviews. And, and the more people like it, the more likely it is to continue, right? So I'm 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 looking forward to, to, to what comes down the line and, and yeah, I hope I hope we get season three because it's going to be even more fun. Absolutely, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. But you know, so obviously you're working on season two. Um, after you're wrapped up and finished, do you have any 
projects after that that you have in the works that you'd like to kind of let fans know that you're working on? Ah, yes. I do have something that I'm working on, but I cannot say what it is yet. <laughs> it is a secret. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it'll be ne next year, though, I'll, I will be in uh, something else as well. Um, but it is, uh, yeah, we're we're keeping our we're we're, we're keeping our lips sealed. We're going black noir mode for the time being. <laughs> I completely respect that. I will leave you with one last question: What yeah. superhero in the Marvel or DC universe would you like to play? Mm. Such a good question. Um, man, that's tough. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go Marvel side, just because uh, you know Marvel's been just done such an amazing job lately. Um, I think actually, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you three. I'm gonna give you three because I have to. I have to give you three. All right, I'm gonna say Spider Man because I love Spider Man. Spider Man is one of my all time favorites. Uh, then I'm gonna say the Human Torch. Ooh. Yep, Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm loved him growing up, and then I'm going to say Aqualad. Oh, I have, a, nice. I have a great respect for Aqualad, and I love him as a character. You know, um, yep, those those would be my top three. You know, I ran into I ran into the creators of Young Justice at Comic Con, and I was just like, oh man, just I, I was telling them how when Young like Young Justice, I remember when they put it on that hiatus in season two. I, I waited all year, and I was right back the second they brought it back. And then the second they came with season three, I was all over it. And, uh, yeah, I love I loved Young Justice. I, I love the character Aqualad. And so Spider-Man, Human Torch, and Aqualad, those are my top three. I mean, I'm just going to say that, you know, Fantastic Four hasn't been cast yet, so we yeah, could as, always as, see that. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? As, as long as long as I'm as long as I'm on the boys, I'm I'm Black Noir. But um, who who knows what happens? You know, um, as as the years go on, right? That's epic, and I love your passion for comic books. I love your passion for these like superhero movies. It definitely you can see that type of passion and love in your portrayal of Black Noir in The Boys, and that's just, it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, thank you, Nathan, again, for taking time to speak with me, and I can't wait to see how season two shapes up. Oh, man, I can't wait for you to see it. It's going to be amazing. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again, Nathan. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I will, I will. And, uh, yeah, if anyone wants to find me on social media, it's uh, I-T-S-N-A-T-E-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. -L. It's Nate Mitchell. Yes, you heard it, guys. Go follow him and just watch the boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, have a, have a good old time. Get some friends, get it on a big screen, get some popcorn and some pizza, a couple of drinks, and, and have yourself a day. You know, give yourself you like a good 10 time hours. there. <laughs> ten hours, like you know, a two-hour break whenever you, you know, two-hour break spread out whenever you need it, and then just finish it in a day. Go do it, do it. Won't won't regret it. That's what I did. So. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> 
All right, Nathan, have a good rest of your day, and just have fun. <laughs> Thank you so much. I will. I will. All right, take it easy. <laughs>